Blog Talk Radio. Yep, she knows sports. Check out Brittany and Princess on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This duo gives it to you straight with no chasers. If you can handle it, tune in and get your sports news, opinions, and so much more every week from She Knows Sports. Intensity is not a perfume. Join us Thursdays on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to She Knows Sports with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Miss Princess Cooper right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hi, Princess. How are you today? I'm doing good, Brittany. How about you? I'm doing good. The smoke in the air is killing me oh, right now. But right. outside of that, we are doing okay. The air quality, the air quality. Well, listen, Brittany, I, I didn't get to do a um, talk to you much during pre-show, but I did want to tell a little story here for about a couple of minutes. And it's just a health scare that I had or thought I had, Brittany, and I've been feeling this little lump and um, I come from a history of my family of breast cancer and um, mm-hmm. kind of felt this, you know, around Memorial Day and um, took me two weeks to get up the nerve to say, okay, I'm better than this. I called my doctor and, and let's see what this is. And I went in yesterday just to find out that it was just a little rash and it kind of just um, kind of got out of hand, but that's all that it was. But um I just wanted to say that God is good, and I'm so happy that that's all that it was, but also encourage you and others, young women and women at my age, to please go get checked, have a mammogram, and go see the doctor. Don't put it off for too long. And I don't know if I did, but it did take me two weeks to, you know, sit down and talk to Reverend Robinson and to make sure make an appointment and make sure that um, I was okay. So I'm feeling pretty excited about God's favor and about life right about now, Brittany. Absolutely. God is absolutely good. Princess, I completely understand. I know I'm younger, but I had a situation like that last year um, where I actually had a lump um, in my wow. mouth. But just come to find out, I just have very bent, um, <laughs> I guess, breath. Shady so tissue, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I, I understand. Wow. And my, my nana actually passed away from that as well, so. Uh, so absolutely, God is good, and I'm glad that you are okay. And, yes, please, women out there, please, and please. men, because men, men can That's absolutely right. get breast cancer, too. You have breasts as well. I know you don't like to call it that, but they are still considered breasts, so please <laughs> get tested and self as well. It's okay. Check up on yourself. Touch your boobs, under your arms, so forth, um, and that's how I discovered mine. So it's okay to, to test yourself and then go to the doctor. So I'm happy, Princess, that you are okay. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to get that off my chest. I've been really just, you know, thinking about how much drama I caused myself and then thinking about, okay, this is something that we could do and handle. So I'm ready to talk some sports, Brittany. Let's get into it. Um, And also be mindful of the air quality because I'm sitting over here like Lisa, real left eye Lopez with a swollen puffy (laughs) eye. Because of that daggone smoke in the air. So stay in the house until it's so clears up, y'all. But all right, princess, let's talk some sports. Um, so first thing I would like to get into, um, I guess I'm going to jump around because it was just last night, and that's the NBA Finals. We had game mm-hmm. three last night, and as we've seen, the Nuggets beat the Heat. I don't remember the exact 
score. Um, but the Nuggets are headed into game four, up to one. What were your thoughts on game three, and who do you think is going to win game four? Well, Brittany, I was looking to see, because I was very impressed with game two, and the heat coming out of that altitude and taking and taking a game. So um, it, it made me kind of think that, okay, well, of course now it's not the Nuggets in four, which everybody from Miami or everybody that's a Heat fan is saying, you know, are, are talking about that. But um, I, I thought the Heat then, if they won game three, I'm, I'm changing my pick or I'm, I'm really leaning that way. Um, but I, I thought the Nuggets came and did what they needed to do, and that is take back um, um, home court advantage and also reestablish themselves. And I still think that um, Murray is a problem and Dokus is a problem. And if they are playing um, at the level that we know they can play at, it's hard to beat them. Where I am concerned is that the heart and the tenacity and the strategy that Spolstra and that team is exuding also is a problem, and, and we'll see. Um, but... I, I think that the Nuggets reestablished themselves as the favorite last night. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. You know, the, the Nuggets, whew, that is a hard team to yeah. stop, especially when they're clicking on all cylinders. Um, defensively, they improved because I, I, all season long, I got on them about their defense. I'm like, they got to improve their defense. They absolutely improved their defense. I think they played the Heat very well. I think they put a lot more focus on – playing the Heat's role players, Derek Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, um, and they actually struggled a little bit. They allowed Jimmy Butler to kind of get his numbers, um, and I think they felt like we could play Jimmy Butler more one-on-one situations, allow him to get his numbers, but let's slow down the rest of them. And I think that worked to perfection, um, as, as well as they were making shots on the other end. And like you said, Jokic and Jamal Murray, it's not just Jokic, they have two stars on this team. Yep. I've been saying this for a very long time. As talented and yep. as great as Jokic is, I don't think he's Jokic without his counterpart in Jamal Murray. They feed off That's of right. each other so well, so well. Both these guys had triple doubles, um, 30-point triple doubles, which is crazy to me. And on the other side, I think it's tough for the Heat because – they had the will and the heart to get there, and that's what got them there, um, you know, so far this season. But could it be – could it cause them to win the championship? And you never know. It just might happen. Um, but I think for game series, I just think if the Nuggets is at their best, I don't think the Heat is going to be able to compete with this Nuggets team. They're just too big and too athletic. It was one thing if they were just big, but it's that athleticism um, – that, that gets them as well. And they can shoot just as well as the Miami Heat can also. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, you know, that game, Britt, um, the, the game was 109 uh, to 94, and then they don't play again until Monday, Brittany. Um, they get three days off. Um, and I don't know who made the scheduling, but don't you find that interesting? Don't they, play t- they don't play tomorrow? I thought they played tomorrow. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets lead series 2-1, next game on June 12th. That means they skipped the whole weekend. Um, I-, I hope this is a typo, but I'm looking at it. I pulled it up on NBA.com. 
Tomorrow says tomorrow. I guess well, I guess we'll figure it out later. Um it's Oh okay. no no you but, know what? I, I agree with you. My bad. I see it now. I see the ninth at eight thirty. I see that. So you you're right. So and then the twelfth. So they play on Friday and then again on Monday. My bad. That's okay. I was just like, oh, I don't feel like waiting this long for another <laughs> game. The series needs to be over soon. But, Princess, I, I do have another question for you when it comes to this. Um, mm-hmm. if, the, if both teams are playing at their best in one game, the Nuggets are playing at their best, the Heat are playing at their best. Coach Bostra is coaching at his best, making a necessary adjustment. Coach Malone is coaching at his best, making the necessary adjustments. Who do you think wins that type of game? Brittany, I give the, I, I, I lean towards the Heat. I love Spolstra, and I love mm-hmm. when, when the Heat are playing at their best. That means Jimmy Butler is getting all the loose balls. He's shooting at a very good point, and I think it's hard to beat a team with that kind of heart. Um, and I just really like Spolstra versus Malone. So if they mm-hmm. both are at their peak, and we're including the strategy of the coach and everything, I'm going to lean towards the heat, and that's amazing because I've been saying if if the Nuggets are playing their best, it's hard to beat them. But in that one game, I would have to I would have to lean towards um, the heat, whether they're in Denver or in, in Miami. Yeah, that's I amazing. think for me, I think for me, I have to go to the opposite. Um, Mm-hmm. As much as I, I prefer not to, because I do like the Heat. I love Eric Spoelstra. I just feel like the the Nuggets are too good offensively. Can't stop Jokic, um, regardless of what they don't have the size to compete with Jokic. Um, you double him, he just becomes a great playmaker. You you play single coverage, he becomes he's still a great playmaker. Plus he scores, and then him and Jamal Murray play off each other so well. They have great shooters around them, and Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon. And who thought Aaron Gordon, decent shooter? Um, KCP is there. But they also have the size and defensive capabilities to stick with the Heat, and I think that's what's getting me. Although I do believe Eric Spoelstra is a much better head coach um, as far as X's and O's. I just think the Nuggets at their best can probably beat a lot of teams in this in this league, and they have shown that thus far. Um, the only thing to me that messes up with the Nuggets is fourth quarters. They get a large lead, and they have done this throughout the entire season as well, and they allow the team to come back. They almost did that last night. I think it was a minute and some change left, and the Heat went, what, scored a couple of threes and was only down by nine. So, um, and then Jamal Murray almost, people were calling for a flagrant foul on Jamal Murray. I didn't see it as a flagrant foul, but but I think at their peak, I do believe that the Nets, I'm sorry, the Nuggets are, are a better, more talented team. I think the Heat has the tough, more heart of a type of culture. All right, guys, we're going head into the next topic here. And I want to switch gears because recently my, uh, uh, Detroit Pistons made a big hire, which was Monty Williams, almost said it. Monty Williams received a six-year $78.5 million contracts from the Detroit Pistons. The contract could actually reach up to $100 million with incentives, incentives making him the highest-paid head coach in NBA history. Wow. Do you think wow. this was a good pickup for Detroit? And your thoughts on that contract? It was an excellent pickup. 
um, they went and, went and got a coach that I think is proven. And um, he was able to put, put together a very good team with Phoenix and bring in um, CP3, which was a, a, a veteran, um, you know, and to really develop a nucleus. And when one door, I think it's an example when one door closes, another one will open. Detroit, a young team. Um, that has a lot of talent, and I think, if not, I'm not mistaken, the fourth, fifth, or sixth pick in the draft this year. So they have a top ten pick coming up to add with that with that um, that talent that they have. And Monty Williams, you know, who with incentives can be the highest paid coach in 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 the NBA. Um, amazing, and congratulations to him. Um, Detroit went out and got him, and 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 I'm glad that they did. Yeah, me too. I think this would be a better fit for him. I think these young players will play hard for him, and they'll be willing to listen to what he has to say versus the Suns, who, you know, yeah. you get veterans that just feel like they know everything. Um, so I think this is a much better better opportunity for Coach Monty to really show his skills, although he did that with the Suns. Remember, prior to him getting to the Suns, they, weren't, they were barely a playoff team. And he made them a championship contender. So, um, but I think that contract is well deserved. He's a very smart, intelligent head coach, and I think he's going to do wonders with this young team. And like you said, you have a top ten pick this year. You know, they had yeah. multiple top ten picks over the course of the last so many years uh, with great players like Jordan Ivey's on that team. Uh, I think mm-hmm. R.J. Hampton, Mar- Marvin Bagley the third, so forth. They're all oh Kay Cunningham. There it is. I think he was the number one, number two overall draft pick in the last couple of years. So a lot of talent, and I see the future being very bright with uh, this team being led by Coach Monty Williams. Yes, I agree. Great, great hire. Great hire. All right, we're going to switch gears, guys. Rolling right through here. Um, Chris Paul was recently waived by the Phoenix Suns. Princess, where do you think the best landing spot should be for him? You know, I keep hearing the Lakers, the Lakers and that. Um, LeBron has always said he wanted to play with him. He got a chance to play with Carmelo. He's got a plans to play chance to play with um D Wade, of course, and, and, and their impact with the Heat. And now um he's always talked about wanting to play with Chris Paul. Um I personally don't think it's a it's a great fix fit because I think Chris Paul is um, injury-prone, and, and that's probably the best description that I can give him. Now, I know that he is a pure point guard, um, and he can really dish that ball. He didn't have to dominate it. Um, he's a great scorer when he needs to be, um, and I think he has all of the basketball fundamentals that you need, and it would seem like a great fit. I just don't know if you would want to have a top three, which is an Anthony Davis, a LeBron James, and a, and a Chris Paul. And Chris Paul and LeBron James are both 38, 39 in, in that 40 range at the latter part of their career. And an Anthony Davis and a Chris Paul who both have, you know, missed um, uh, a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. a major, you know, and, and, and I think that is a concern. And Chris Paul ended up missing the rest of the playoffs. And that does not surprise me. I've seen that over and over. I don't think it's a good fit, but I know that's what they, they're saying. Um, and I don't know who else is out there who wants a veteran point guard. Um, but, you know, I, I keep hearing Chris Paul with Schroeder 
backing him up. Your thoughts? Um, look, if we knew Chris Paul for sure can stay healthy over the course of an entire season, including playoffs, I would actually like exactly. him to be on the Lakers. But the problem is he's so injury prone. Not only is he injury prone, you got him being injury prone. AD is also injury prone. And LeBron, although he's much more durable than a lot those two guys, he, as he's getting older, is starting to become injury prone. And that's just natural. That's just um, as you get, he's almost 40 years old, guys. Um, so I'm just not sure about the Lakers because of that. Now, if I knew he was healthy, then I would say Lakers all the way. And I don't think the commissioner is going to veto, veto it this time. Um, my second team, though, or my other, my team, and I don't know if a lot of people are thinking about this, the Boston Celtics. I would actually like to see him on a Boston Celtics. I just think his IQ, his awareness of situational football, uh, I'm sorry, situational basketball um, can really help this team, you know, in moments where it seems like everything is just not clicking and not is going crazy. Um, he, he understands on when to speed things up, when to slow things down, who should have the ball in his, his hands, uh, where each player needs to be put placed on the court. Chris Paul is truly a head coach on the court. He he really honestly is, and I wish people would respect him in that capacity yeah. a little bit more. I know he's older, um, but that does not mean he's not talented still to this day. And I think Marcus Smart is not a point guard. I think he's primary a two. He would be a little bit small for a three, but you could put him at the three because he's capable of guarding the three. Um He's not a point guard, guys. You know, they just had to put him there. I think if you put Chris Paul there and move move Marcus Smart to the two, that would be much better for the Boston Celtics. So I like him with the Celtics. You know, I didn't never – I don't know if I considered um, the Celtics, but I like that um, because Chris Paul has so much experience in – um, is a um, facilitator and a coach on the floor. And, and it may be exactly what Joe Mazzula needs because I thought his inexperience um, reared his ugly head several times within the playoffs. Um, and, and kudos to the Celtics for keeping him. That interim pack was, was taken off of him, you know, in the middle of the season. And, and I think he is, is a good answer for them. But I think Chris Paul with that experience and Joe Mazzula, who's been, of course, in the league, but just not as a head coach, and they work out. I never thought about that. And Marcus Smart, what do you do? You move him to the two, but somebody's got to come out of that lineup. But um, that's a good answer. Um, I'd like to see, the, of course, as a Lakers fan, them get someone that can be that um, that third one, that third star. I don't think they have that. And I'm glad that it wasn't Kyrie. I was rooting for that just a little bit. But, again, my thoughts about Kyrie is that he is a um, – I think he disrupts everywhere he goes at the end. And I think the same thing about James Harden. Um, CP3 is just the opposite, though. He is um, – he seems to have um, just a kind of a calm spirit, and he seems to be, you know, that, that one that they can count on on the court. Again, he just seems to be injury prone. Um, and I don't know if you have that with Davis. Chris Paul and the fact that LeBron is on is 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 aging. I, I just don't know. Think you do that? You know who I would like to see on the Lakers that have probably never happened though. SGA. 
Uh, I would love to see SGA on the Lakers playing with a healthy AD and a healthy, although he's older, LeBron James. Ooh, that dynamic would be crazy. Um, so, actually, let me not hope for that because that could happen. No, on the Lakers, they could make it happen <laughs> some way, somehow. All right, like, well, guys, let's let me offend you for just a moment, and, and we can move on. I'd love to see Maxi come to the Lakers. Okay. No, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't, don't. That's princess. We can't even play like doing that. that. <laughs> no, we're not playing like that. You may not be the superstar of all superstars, but he's our Philly star, so we don't want him to yeah. go anywhere. But yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, let's switch gears um, to the NFL. Today we heard that the Vikings plan to release running back Dalvin Cook if they not if they are unable to trade him by the end of today or maybe tomorrow. And odds are today just passed potentially. Um, so odds are they may release him. Princess, what team do you think he should go to? Wow. Um, you got me again there. Now I I'd like to see him. Um, go to the Buccaneers. I think they need um, an experienced star and, and somebody, um, a solid, um, someone they can count on at running back, you know, uh, that running back position. I think they're going to suffer this year with um, the quarterback position. Um, some say it's going to be Kyle Trask, and, of course, Baker Mayfield is there. Um, and I, I think Dalvin Cook kind of solidifies some of that offense at the running back position. That's who I'd like to see him with. But he has such a bright um, style of running, and he's a big guy. Um, and I'm wondering, though, why the Vikings released him. Was it, you know, um, mutual? Um, you know, and, and I, I thought it was durability until Jason Collins said in our thread, you know, he played all 17 games last year and averaged four and a half um, yards rushing per carry. That's a big deal. And um, I'd like to see where where he goes. He, um, you know, rushed for over 1,100 yards last year. So, um, but I, I would say the Buccaneers, for sure, that's who I'd like. But, you know, maybe even the um, the Dolphins. Uh, that gives Tua mm-hmm. some, you know, some solid run game, and that gives them, of course, the, the, the wide receiver that they have. Maybe that takes some pressure off of Tua, too, to throw to him out of the backfield and also for him to come out of the backfield running. Um, but those are the two things I think that, of course, immediately I go to the AFC. I don't know who um, in the, the NFC. Um, I, I don't think that fits the scheme at Dallas, and, and I don't know who else out there needs to run him back. Yeah, actually, uh, um, I had the Miami Dolphins on my list as well. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Jalen Waddle and Tariq Hill as your receivers. I think Dalvin Cook in that backfield would add a whole nother dynamic. And he could also catch out of the backfield, which will really help Tua and also hopefully help keep him um, intact as well, keep yeah. him, protect him a little bit more. Um, but I think the Vikings wanted to release Dalvin Cook not necessarily because he's a bad player. He's a good player. I know durability may have been a factor, but I believe his contract, I think they owed him $14 million, and they can save about $11 million for trading him mm-hmm. after June 1st. And they have to mm-hmm. pay Justin Jefferson some big-time money. So that's coming up very soon. So I think that's one of the reasons. Um, wow. But my other, my other teams, one – the first one was the Broncos. You know, you have Sean Payton there. 
You have Russell Wilson. I think Sean Payton will really help Russell Wilson. Um, and they don't have a solid running back. I think he could go there. He could be a starting running back. He'll help Russell Wilson. He'll help to protect mm-hmm. him. He's a good um, uh, pass-catching back. He's a great running back. And then they have young receivers. So I think him over there with the Broncos could really help. And then my second one, I actually have Cincinnati Bengals, a contending team. He is getting older. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he wants to go to a contender. I know they have Joe Mixon, but there's a lot of talk that Joe Mixon may be released um, for whatever reason. I'm not exactly sure, but apparently it may not just be working out. Um, and I think he would do wonders in that Cincinnati offense, you know, with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. It kind of seemed like it's another Philadelphia Eagles. You just don't know which who to uh, stop first. Um, yeah. So that would make them an automatic contender as well. Wow. Wow. Those are some, some good choices. Um, there, Brittany, and I don't understand, you know, I know that Mixon came into the league with drama because of what happened while he was a Sooner and, the, uh, you know, and hitting his girlfriend while she was pregnant. Um, but he's come through all of that drama, and he's not seemed to have created any more off-the-field drama. But um, Cook with, the, with the, the Bengals seems like a good choice, too, because he wants, I'm sure in his career he wants to be a contender. Now, he's been in the league since, you know, 2017. Um, and um, the last four years, he's had over 1,000 yards rushing. That's pretty darn good. Um, and, you know, but, again, running backs don't last too long um, in the NFL. And he's at that point where the next two years will make a break. It. There's something I wanted to insert, and that is that I think this is um, the year where Tua needs to show that he can stay healthy where Kyler Murray needs to prove himself and where Russell Wilson needs to prove himself, those three quarterbacks, I think, are on the hot seat. And they, for, for you know, different reasons, but I think they got to put up or shut up this year. Absolutely. I absolutely agree, especially with Tua and Kyler Murray. Russell Wilson, yeah. he kind of has the years in the Super Bowl ring behind him, so he'll probably get yeah. excused a little bit longer than the other two guys. But all three of them absolutely need to prove themselves this year. All right, Princess, I want to do one more thing, um, and then I'll go over to you to close this out. That is the ultimate goal. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say about four or five athletes' names, and you tell me which is the goal of all goals. So here's the first one. You have Kobe Bryant, Mm -hmm. Lisa Leslie, Derek Jeter, Mm -hmm. Wayne Gretzky. I know we don't talk much hockey, but Wayne Gretzky. And Flojo, out of those wow. five, who do you think is the goat of all goats? Wow, wow! I'm gonna have to go Jeter um, with the Yankees, mm. and um, I, I, I thought his 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 game um, really spanned it over a decade, and um, he was the glue. He became the captain. And he just wasn't a captain of words. He was a captain with his production and his hitting. Um, and I, I always like that whole Yankee um, mystique. And I thought that that he fit into there very well and became um, a, a, an all-time Yankee for sure. 
Now, I, I could have gone Kobe. Now, Lisa, Lisa Leslie just has my, my heart. Um, I could have gone Kobe, but if I have this group right here, I'm picking Derek Jeter. That's a good pick. That's that's a very good one because I was torn with him as well. But I had to go with my girl, Flo Jo. I had to go with Flo Jo. It was unfortunate we lost her so young. I think she's about 38 years old. But she had four gold medals, three Olympics, one championship. Um, and she has two records that have still yet to be broken almost, what, 35 years ago, I believe. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, about 35 years ago, yet to be broken. Um, I know people have said she had used drugs or anything. If you know the true story about that, the, I mean, the, uh, they actually interviewed the guy who used to drug test her. They said they did all types of tests on her, and they tested her more than any other athlete that you could ever test and could never find anything, not one thing. So as far as I know, she is clean, and she still is the best of all best to this day, long after her death and track and field for the women's side. So I'm going to go Flojo. All right, one more, and then – oh, go ahead, Princess. Okay. Have any thoughts no, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Say one more, and then uh, we'll close out. We have Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali. Oh, my gosh. Serena Williams. This one actually has six. And Hank Aaron, the goal of all Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I could have stopped at Tiger Woods, and then you said Tom Brady, and then Serena Williams, and Michael Jordan. Oh, my goodness. Um, Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so just because I saw Tiger Woods as a three-year-old and four-year-old, and I saw Tiger Woods in junior golf, and then I saw him at Stanford, then I got a chance to see him develop in front of his dad and, and his dad be his coach. And, um, and then I got to see him change the look, the reflection, the, um, how golf was played, how it looked, and how the money changed because of him and how the, the, the increase, the prizes increased because of him. I, I'm going to say Tiger Woods. He literally changed the face of a, um, of a sport. He changed how it was played. Um, you know, they didn't work out. He was a, a weightlifter. I, I'm going to go Tiger Woods, and that's hard considering there's Michael Jordan and then there's Tom Brady. There's Muhammad Ali who just was just everything, I think, to the African-American community um, and how we supported him and how he supported us in his activism. Um, and then Serena Williams, oh, my gosh. But I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to definitely go. Um, Tiger Woods. Yeah, I was torn actually between four of them, and that was Tiger Woods, <laughs> Muhammad Ali, Serena Williams, and Hank Aaron. Um, I was torn between those four, but I decided ultimately to go with the original OG, I like to say, uh, and that's Muhammad Ali. You know, he changed the game of – he helped to change the game of boxing or how you box with moving around the rim, making sure you don't stay still, basically not being the standing target. And when he came out against the heavyweight champ, and that was uh, George Foreman, and did the rope-a-dope, and the whole time <laughs> people thought George Foreman was winning the entire match, but Muhammad Ali not only was sometimes, he wasn't always the most strongest, 
but mentally. He played a mind game against a lot of his opponents, and that's how he beat a lot of them. He got into their heads, and that's exactly what he did with George Foreman and that rope-a-dope when he tired him out. The next thing you know, he knocked him out of that match to win and become the greatest of all time in boxing. And not only that, but yeah, absolutely what he did outside of the ring as far as civil rights as well. So I'm going to go with Muhammad yeah. Ali on this one. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Now, that list right there, <laughs> that's a hard one for sure. I, I should put that in our thread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Toss it over to you to close us out. Yeah, thank you, Brittany, for allowing me to talk at the beginning. And then also, let's do, you know, doing a um, rapid-fire sh- um, short show. It's always great content, though. I love doing this with you. Um, great week of broadcasting. Thank you for the Father's Day show. Um, and then we did a Where Are They Now with Guy um, Holiday, former Utah coach. We just had a fully packed um, week. And then, of course, Brittany is also on the sidelines speaks with Kevin Walker and Jason Collins, and that is a must-see. Um, visually, um, video and audio. If you get a chance, check them out on YouTube for sure. Brittany, thank you. Never had it so good. We're going to get out of here. Have a great weekend, Brittany. Have a good weekend. And, y'all, please stay safe and get tested for everything. Anything you get tested. Get tested. And stay out of that fog up there in in those northern states. Wow. I am. All right. (laughs) Amen. Bye. Never had it so good for Stop Radio.